Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. This week's study is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. The transformation wrought in you when you come to faith in Christ is miraculous. It changes everything. It allows you fellowship with God. It makes you a new creation. It makes you an essential member of a body comprised of all who believe. Last week, we learned there was no racist division, which was any worse or fundamentally different than the divide between Jews and Gentiles during the time of Christ. In light of the divisions in our world today, please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, He Himself is Peace. Now, last week, we just sniffed at verse 13. Let's take another look at it. Paul says, But now, in Christ, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, there's a, there's a great contrast here, and it's the second one in this chapter. Remember this chapter started out with, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and then the contrast, but God made us alive together with Christ. Here's another one. But formerly, verse 11, um, you were far off, you were alienated, but now, he says, God has made you alive. You've been brought near. He made you alive back in verse 5. But now you who were far off have been brought near. The Old Testament concept was of the, behind this verse was based on the fact that God manifested His glory where? In the tabernacle and eventually in the temple, in Jerusalem, in that place. Therefore, the Jews could say they were near and the Gentiles were far off. The Gentiles couldn't even come into the inner part of the temple, even if they wanted to. So they were far off, adrift in the sea of their sin without so much as a paddle, let alone a lifeboat. Hopeless, all of those things that he described in verses 11 and 12. So Paul now is writing to Gentiles who have come to faith in Christ, and he's reminding us how we were far away from God totally lost, unsaved in our former position. And now we have been brought near and saved by the same means as anyone else, by the blood of Christ. The possibility of Jews and Gentiles enjoying uninhibited spiritual fellowship and mutually serving God together, that is 100% contingent upon being brought together and brought near by the blood of Christ. Of Christ. Jews had to be saved too. But all who come to Christ are in Christ, and in Christ all these divisions fade away. Now let's break a bit of new ground. You've been brought near. Now verse 14. The barrier is down. At verse 14 we arrive at another one of Paul's 
exquisite, complicated sentences. This one isn't as long as the earlier one in chapter 2. It's nowhere near as long as the big one in chapter 1. But this explains the, the significance with respect to the relationship between Jew and Gentile. So we're not going to finish the whole thing today, but I, I want to read the whole sentence to you so you can see the majesty of it. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. For He Himself is our peace. That would make a good sermon title. For He Himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in His flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in Himself He might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. That's nothing short of spectacular. Jesus brought peace where no one else and nothing else ever could. Now, it's described negatively, and it's also described positively. Negatively, He broke down the barrier, knocked down something. And then He abolished the enmity. That's the fancy word for hatred and hostility. And then look at the positive things. He made both groups into one. He established peace, and He reconciled them both. Obviously, peace is a key word here. Peace is the translation of the Greek word that means a status of favorable circumstances involving peace and tranquility. If you know anyone named Irene, tell her good night, but also let her know, you've got to be old to get that, also let her know that her name is Peace. When we say we have an irenic conversation, we're having a conversation of peace together. That's the Greek word, irene, anglicized. According to uh, the Laonida lexicon, the meaning of peace is sometimes expressed in a negative form in other languages like to be without trouble or to have no worries or to, I love this one, sit down in one's heart as if you're at rest, kind of like what Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. To make peace also means to join together those who have been separated. Now, Paul used a marvelous word picture here, and you've got to, you've got to think about it. The barrier of the dividing wall has a very specific historical reference. It refers to the wall that separated the court of the Gentiles from the holy place within the temple. Now, if you see a picture of the, uh, of, of the Jewish temple, what it was probably like in that time, you see all this, this huge facility. Um, the, the temple mount is 1,000 by 2,000 foot rectangle, colonnades all around, majestic steps leading up to it. And when you get to the top of those steps and you enter inside those walls, you're in the outer court. Big, big place. Lots of people could come there. It was often called the court of the Gentiles because a Gentile could come that far. Not very many wanted to, but we saw last week, like the Ethiopian eunuch and some others who had come to believe in Yahweh, they had rejected the false gods, and they'd come to believe in the, in the one true God. They could come in that far, but inside that area was the holy place, the inner part of the temple. Inside the inner part was that little 10 by 10 foot area called the Holy of Holies, and inside that was 
the Ark of the Covenant. That was the area uh, that was covered by that veil that no one could go past that veil except the high priest one day a year on the Day of Atonement after a a huge succession of exactly the right sacrifices for all the right things and be done all on the right time. But if you came into that outer court of the Gentiles and you came up to the entrance to the holy holy place, there was a sign there. It read, No Gentile may enter within the barricade which surrounds the sanctuary and enclosure. Anyone who is caught doing so will have himself to blame for his ensuing death. God loves you. Welcome to Israel. (laughs) I think that last part was probably not on the sign. It was a literal barrier. It was the dividing wall. That literal barrier in Paul's terminology here symbolizes all the barriers of hatred that separated Jews from Gentiles. Now, there's an element of truth in what's on that sign, right? There's an element of legitimacy to it because the holiness of God required the holy place to be, well, what's a good word for it? Holy, set apart from everything else. But in the inevitable playing out of human depravity, what started out as appropriate zeal for defending the holiness of God degraded into hatred between alienated groups. Now, remember back to what we said last week in depth about the ingrained hatred between Jews and Gentiles. That was even worse than between Jews and Samaritans. It was centuries old. It was mutual. And neither side was having committee meetings to decide how to make peace with the other side. It was just ingrained hatred and rejection. But now, we Gentiles have been brought near. If you read from verse 13 into the beginning of verse 14, notice how it says this, But now, in Christ you who formerly were far off have been brought near. That's a perfect tense. It's done. You've been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He Himself is our peace. He's describing the results of Christ making peace by viewing it from the standpoint of Gentiles being allowed into the holy place, the part of the temple that was reserved for Jews. That's a wonderful word picture, although I don't think it actually ever happened in the temple before it was destroyed, except when the temple was defiled by Antiochus Epiphanes, and it will be similarly defiled by the Antichrist, and of course it was all destroyed by the Romans. But in actually coming to worship, well... You know what? The unbelieving Jews still controlled the temple even after Jesus rose again, and and, uh, that sign didn't get taken down. But this is a way of describing the Jews and Gentiles accept one another in Christ. But would you notice the profound way that it describes Jesus? He, He made peace, but it's more than that. He didn't make peace in the sense of He didn't negotiate a mutual ceasefire agreement. Uh, He didn't uh, negotiate a treaty. He didn't oversee a mediated settlement where both sides give a little. He didn't do arbitration and decide that one side wins and one side loses. He took away what separated Jew and Gentile. He not only made peace, Jesus Himself is our peace. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.